The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Every time a missile misses its target, a train derails, or a faulty airbag fails to save a life, we wonder whether these failures, which can sometimes reach catastrophic proportions, are caused by a counterfeit part that may have infiltrated the supply chain. Welcome to People to People, working together for your safety with host Stan Salat, Jr. Stan has the answers to your questions on protecting yourself and the safety of your loved ones, including your pets. Don't miss out. Now, here is Stan Salat. Hello, and welcome to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat, welcoming you to today's show, Keep Scary Chemicals and Counterfeit Materials Out of Your Halloween. I know Halloween doesn't sound much like missiles and uh, airplanes and and military gear, but uh, it all plays together, and today we're going to talk about just how that comes together. I'd like to start by uh, reminding everybody that we have a number of sponsors and ties to the international and national community, starting with our Hazardous Substance Free Mark Alliance at www.hsf.us. Our Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, which is www.counterfeitavoidance.org. The national organization that sponsors all of that, which is the ECC Corp, found at www.eccorp.org. And our sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management, at www.bqpm.com and Secure Components, the independent uh, independent distributor of electronic and mechanical components, the first certified in the world to the standards AS6081. You can find them at www.securecomponents.com. I'd like to uh, talk a little bit. You know, every every year, especially as parents and grandparents, we buy Halloween merchandise. We dress up and uh, and decorate. Uh, dress, dress, yeah, <laughs> dressing up and decorating can be so much fun, whether you're young or old. And we love to help our little ones picking out the costumes and trying them on. How many times do kids put on their costumes before the school party or the neighborhood tour? In, in life itself, we do a lot of things that bring us in contact with uh, products that can, in fact, be either hazardous or uh, can, in fact, be counterfeit and thus uh, not uh, not something you actually want. Uh, counterfeits, I'm not, I'm not talking about knockoffs. I'm not talking about your Gucci bag that isn't really Gucci, but I'm talking about counterfeits that can actually harm us. Today's show is divided into three segments. I often do four, but today we're going to do three. In the first segment, 
We'll be discussing how everyday people working together help ensure products we buy are safe. My guest, Nancy Uding, Grants and Research Manager at Washington Toxics Coalition, will discuss how her organization is making a difference for consumer safety in Washington State. In the second segment, my guest, Bill Cardozo, is, who is the uh, Chief Executive Officer and Founder of Creative Electron, name sounds intriguing all by itself, Bill will share with us how his work is helping mitigate the counterfeit electronic component pandemic that threatens the safety of virtually everyone in the military, aerospace, and avionics industries, as well as those of us dependent on life-critical medical appliances, automobiles, trains, buses, etc. In the third and final segment today, I'm going to provide you with things to think about and simple actions that you can take to protect yourself your family, and your friends. So without further delay, I'd like to introduce my first guest, Ms. Nancy Uding, Grants and Research Manager at Washington Toxics Coalition. Welcome to the show, Nancy. Hi, Stan. Thanks for having me on the show today. Well, it's our pleasure, and uh, having spoken with you just a little bit, uh, I'm intrigued and and extremely uh, pleased to hear the kinds of things you're doing uh, perhaps to get us started, uh, that would be a good place to start. If you take a take a few minutes here and tell us, uh, help us understand what it is that Washington Toxic Coalition. I'm assuming you're not a coalition of toxics. No, we're not a coalition of toxics. <laughs> <laughs> we're a coalition. We are an organization of individuals, and we have lots of people, lots of supporters, and we work in coalitions uh, and collaboratively with other organizations, but what the work that we do is we work to change state and federal, state and federal chemical policy in order to protect health and the environment from toxic chemicals. And we do this, our work happens primarily through grassroots organizing. Also, we contribute to the science on the so-called emerging toxic chemicals. These are chemicals we don't know very much about yet, so we engage in sort of the science of finding out about these chemicals. And we also do a lot of public education through our media work and also through our website, which is um, watoxics.org, watoxics.org. We have tons of information, tons of tips for families who want to reduce their toxic chemical exposure and we've been around for over three decades. Um, we've had a, a great track record of success, but one thing most people remember us for is our success in getting a ban on BPA and baby bottles here in our state. Mm. And um, that, getting that done here in Washington, that inspired other states to do the same thing, and it actually resulted in a national ban uh, um, by by the um, Food and Drug Administration on BPA nationally, and that just happened in 2012. So that's one of the things we're really pleased about. And right now, our current policy focus is on phasing out toxic tris flame retardants, chlorinated tris right. flame retardants that are very commonly found in children's products and in household furniture. So we're working on getting those phased out and also um, requiring companies to 
once the phase-out happens, requiring companies to find safer substitutions because one of the things we find that happens a lot is that if we can get one toxic chemical phased out or banned, the chemical industry will come in with something else that's just as bad or worse, use that as the substitute in the products, and so we're kind of back where we started from. So this concept of getting safer chemicals substituted and getting them completely out of these products, um, consumer products, is something that is very important to do. And since we're on the subject of Halloween, um, I did, just the week before last, I did some a screening of some Halloween products that I went and picked up off the shelf at the local at a local store of a very large national retailer and name name to be un, unknown yeah. uh, not not to mention any names yeah <laughs> and so I screened these I lo- I was looking for some metals in particular because there we there had been some problems just a number of years ago with toxic metals and Halloween, especially Halloween cream makeups. Um, I've also recently found um, high levels of lead in costume jewelry from this this particular retailer as well. So um, one thing I just wanted to bring up is that, yes, I did find some toxic metals in some of the, um, like the metal components of, of costumes, some of these costumes that I purchased, including a really cute pair of candy corn earrings. Um, They were so cute, I almost wish I could have bought them for myself, but they had um, very high levels of lead. So these kinds of things can spring up. Um, Little metal, especially metal components, are really good to avoid for children. But the other thing is I picked up some Halloween cream makeups, and they did not have lead in them or other toxic metals, but the label on the back just right out said that they had parabens in them. And so parabens are getting a lot of attention nowadays because they're hormone disrupting. Um, And many consumers are demanding that retailers and manufacturers start taking parabens out of products because of increased um, evidence that they are hormone disruptors. Um, but still, and I, uh, I was talking to you about this the other day, Stan, but a lot of times these seasonal products are getting even less scrutiny than everyday products that are on the shelf all the time because right. they're just out for a while. The retailer wants to put them away and bring them back the next year and these parabens are being added as preservatives in order to keep the product on the shelf so that they can bring it out in another year or so and try to sell it the next year. So that's one thing to be really careful of are those Halloween cream makeups. So that's just a little bit of the kinds of things that we do. It's it's extremely interesting. As you know from our conversation, some of this is... Similar to what we're doing uh, in the uh, Hazardous Substance Free Mark Alliance, mm-hmm. uh, although our focus is a bit different in that we we address it in the in a national level, but we do a lot of work with the international community. Yes. 
But what really, I think it's important for our listening audience to understand, one of the things that really affects me when I hear things like you were talking about, earrings. Uh, I raised two daughters, mm-hmm. and earrings were part of, part of my life. Not that I personally indulged in them, but uh, they did, and we bought them. And I can remember time after time where they would pick up two earrings, put one in their mouth, and hold it while yeah. they put the other yeah. one on. Yeah. And and that, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I've done that myself. <laughs> I, I'm I'm becoming known for saying you know, people have three hands, two two that we know about, and the other one's our mouth. Yeah. Oh, when you can't put it anywhere else, we wind up sticking it in our mouth, and it's it's interesting. Uh, we're we're like yourselves, although not quite in the same coalition approach, but we have tested some products. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a number of laboratories that work with us, and we're finding the same thing. Now, in our case, we went to different retailers mm-hmm. uh, than you went to, but the reality is that those products that come in, like you said, when they're coming in for seasonal, whether that's Halloween, um, the Hanukkah, Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving, whatever it is, it seems to be a time that a lot of things slip through that we wouldn't anticipate having the problem with. Yes, and so it's important to really even up our scrutiny when we're making purchases during the seasonal times. And to also, we really recommend people look for some safer alternatives themselves. And we we have a little um, summary of some ideas people can do um, specifically for Halloween with their children. Um, again, it's on our website, watoxics.org, and you can just search for Halloween. Um, but there are a few things to think about to help protect yourself and your family is to, first of all, avoid um, costumes and masks that are made of PVC, polyvinyl chloride, and the reason we suggest that is a lot of times um, PVC contains phthalates, which is another hormone-disrupting chemical uh, that makes the plastic soft and pliable. Uh, a lot of times PVC, and I also just did this here in our office too, I did some screening on an old PVC nap mat, and it ta- contained a very high level of lead. So. Older, if something's older or if it's from the supply chain, somebody's pulling it out, it's, you know, been sitting on the shelf, they just want to start getting it out. You know, if it's an older PVC costumer mask, it could have toxic metals in it. The other thing we suggest is to obviously avoid the cream makeups. Um, You don't want to be applying these toxic chemicals right to a child's skin. there are ways that you can make your own face paints if you like. I Googled it myself earlier today just to make sure there were some good resources, but I suggest if someone really needs some some face paint for Halloween, just Google it, Halloween face paints, and you'll find some pretty easy ways to make your own. Uh, the other thing is avoiding that costume jewelry and costumes that have little metal, cheap metal components, because those are often the 
things that we're going to find some toxic metals in. And especially if it's laying around the house, you have young children, even babies, you know, gets thrown on the floor, the baby picks it up, sticks it right in their mouth. So those are some of the things that you can avoid. And there also has been issues with trick-or-treat candy, um, candy labels and even candy itself were tested a while back and, you know, there were some toxic metals even in the candy and in the candy wrappers. So some ideas that you can do to deal with that is to just have your kids come home and trade in their candy for, this has worked, I've done this actually with my own kids, but trade it in. Give them some yes. money so they can go out and buy a toy or um, um, yeah. or else trade it for something else that they really like. Yeah. And I know some other families that even had a family tradition of the pumpkin fairy. So the night of Halloween, the children would take their candy bags and set them out in the living room or wherever. And then the pumpkin fairy would come that night and put a really special toy there in place of all that Halloween candy. So there are some ways to actually get that candy out of your kids' hands. And rather, not to mention the value proposition to uh, avoiding the dentist or reducing right, the, right. the yeah. dentist bills. It, it is um, it's scary in some ways. I mean, Halloween is supposed to be a little bit scary, but the reality is that there are so many things out there that can, in fact, affect us. Uh, we we only have a little bit of time left, but have you done any work on animal costumes? We have and not read- done work on animal costumes, no, but we are really finding, Stan, that a lot of people, with our, especially with our flame retardant work, the chlorinated tris flame retardants, we are finding uh-huh. that there are so many people who are really concerned about the health and welfare of their pets in their Mm -hmm. homes. And this is sort of, you know, no one's been talking about all our pets, you know. Um, We really hope to incorporate this more and reach out more to pet owners and animal lovers all over um, when we get started on our our new campaign about um, chlorinated tris flame retardants because we're really overlooking our our animal friends, and we need to be looking out for their safety as well. But animal costumes, you know, I'm sure it's probably more of the same stuff. Right. Yeah, I bring it up uh, with, just in closing here. I bring it up because I've recently heard some reports that uh, animal costumes are amongst the highest sales uh, this time of the year for Halloween, yeah, and then and then the children play with the animals that are dressed up in the costumes, right? So and then the, the children put the animal cost try to put the animal costume on their head or whatever, right? Too. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, Nancy, um, if you would, in in fifteen seconds, how can consumers? And when I talk about consumers, I'm talking about the you and I when we go buy something, but. A consumer to me is that buyer who is buying products for those retailers that we're talking about. How can we get involved? Um, you know, what, what's the f- few words you can say on how do we get involved to start helping change this? Well, tell you the retailers you go to to take products containing toxic chemicals off of their shelves. 
and talk to them and get involved. Go to our website, lawtoxics.org. Get involved in policy change work that's happening in your area and that's happening nationwide. And, and exert your vote in the marketplace. Buy products that don't have toxic chemicals. Okay. Nancy, I really appreciate you taking the time with us today. Um, I trust that our audience uh, hears what you're saying and recognize it. I'm sure they will come to your website. Uh, that was WA Toxic. Help Toxics. me out there. WA Toxics, T O X I C S dot org. Or dot just org. Google Washington Toxics Coalition. Outstanding. Okay, Nancy, thank you very much. Thanks I so do much, appreciate Dan. it. Thank you. Okay. We're going to take a couple of minutes break here, and when we come back, I'm going to be talking with Bill Cardoza. Bill has um, got an interesting story to talk about what he's doing in uh, Creative Electron. Uh, I don't think he's creating electrons, but let's wait and talk to him. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Secure Components is your international certified supplier of obsolete and hard-to-find products. Specializing in counterfeit mitigation, Secure Components is a qualified supplier for the Department of Defense, Aerospace, Military, and Avionics Industries. If you're a business in need of hard-to-find or obsolete components, please contact us by visiting our website, securecomponents.com, or call us at 484-222-5195. Again, 484-222-5195. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191, bqpm.com. Together, we are working for your safety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. This is People to People, working for your safety. 
If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat at eccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat, S-A-L-O-T, at eccorp.org. Now, back to People to People. Hello and welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Dan Slott, Jr., and welcoming you to today's show, Keep Scary Chemicals and Counterfeit Materials Out of Your Halloween. We have some sponsors. I want to uh, make sure I mention BQPM, Business and Quality Process Management. Uh, you can find them at www.bqpm.com. Secure Components, uh, you can find them at www.securecomponents.com. The uh, Secure Components provides is an independent distributor providing electric, electronic and mechanical uh, components and materials to uh, various industries, the military and avionics being one of the key areas, life-critical applications. We're also part of the Hazardous Substance-Free Mark Alliance at www.hsf.us, the Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance at www.counterfeitavoidance.org, and our parent organization is the ECC Corp, uh, found at uh, eccorp.org. I've been talking, I was just talking with Nancy Uding who is with the Washington Toxics uh, Coalition. And now we're moving on to talk with Mr. Bill Cardozo. Bill is uh, the chief executive officer and founder of Creative Electron. Um, I love that name. It's both interesting and um, it it has a lot of things to talk about, but we'll leave that for a minute. Bill, are you there? I'm here, Stan. Thanks for thanks for having me. Outstanding, Bill. Uh, it was a pleasure actually working a little bit with you last week, and I'm absolutely thrilled that you're able to join me today on the show. Uh, great to be here, Bill. The name is interesting, but there's a story behind it. And rather than me trying to uh, <laughs> talk to that story, uh, if you would take a minute and help us understand what Creative Electron does. So Creative Electron is a company that I started uh, in 2008, uh, uh, and uh, we are a defense contractor. Uh, so we work with uh, different organizations, uh, especially the government, Department of Defense, Homeland Security, National Science Foundation, Department of Energy. And um, uh, our goal is uh, to bring to market uh, innovative uh, ideas and innovative products uh, to address uh, specific pro- problems that uh, U.S. manufacturing is facing. And um, uh, for the past several years, we've been working uh, with uh, different um, government organizations and also private organizations in tackling the counterfeit detection uh, uh, or trying to find and develop better tools uh, to detect uh, counterfeit electronic components. And, uh, uh, you know, as you know, uh, the counterfeiting is, um, is, is a plague. It's, it's a problem that it's, it's, it's uh, everywhere in our uh, supply chain, especially in military, aerospace, um, medical devices, automotive. And um, we at Creative Electron, we 
manufacture, we develop and manufacture uh, X-ray inspection systems and um, optical inspection systems so that uh, manufacturers, uh, component distributors, uh, OEMs, uh, they can uh, inspect the product that they are utilizing to make uh, uh, their uh, final products uh, and to make sure that those components are what uh, they're supposed to be and not uh, something else. And very interesting. You made a comment there, and um, I almost jumped in before you finished to, to ask you a question. Uh, mm-hmm. You indicated that you're working with government, and you actually put an S on that. We're not the only government. The U.S. is not the only one having difficulty with with counterfeit materials. Uh, the U.S. government's by far uh, the most impacted, just because of the size of our military. And, um, you know, as a result, it's just, uh, just by our sheer volume. Uh, we do have uh, the uh, most skin in the game. But, no, there are several other governments uh, worldwide um, that were also being uh, impacted by uh, the dissemination of counterfeit components. Um, and we've been working with some European countries uh, that, um, you know, they are trying to be proactive and uh, set up uh, standards and uh, counterfeit uh, mitigation rules uh, in their aerospace and military um, industries. Yeah, that that does remind me of uh, a recent keynote speech that I was listening to, and it and it also reminds me that mm-hmm. the U.S. actually builds and markets sells to our coalition uh, mm-hmm. friends. Uh, various countries in NATO, they actually sell the, the equipment, military equipment to them, and then I, I am aware that the Department of uh, uh, the Defense Logistics Agency, the DLA, actually supports the maintenance of that equipment. So even though it, they may be buying the equipment, they also buy the components from us, as I understand. Oh, that's correct. Uh, some of the components are procured and, and uh, managed directly from a DLA. Uh, some other components are then outsourced to uh, local companies to manage. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a very complex um, supply chain uh, to keep uh, our military um, hardware, uh, both uh, domestic and international military hardware. And as you know, Stan, um, with the way the budgets are being uh, Slashed for the military and other uh, verticals, the um, you know products that uh, designed for a twenty-year lifetime might have to be around for twenty-five and thirty years. So that does put pressure on the uh, support uh, apparatus that has to run you know behind this uh, this hardware. And as you know, you know um, electronic components they get obsolete really fast. Uh, yes. They have a very short lifespan, so if you have a piece of equipment that has to be around for 20 years, uh, there is a very, there's a 100% chance that that electronic component that you can buy today is not going to be available then, which then opens a huge opportunity for counterfeiters uh, to come in and supply uh, you know, counterfeit components uh, for uh, military programming need of that part. In in that regard, you say that there are folks who would supply a counterfeit. Um, 
to help our audience, counterfeiting, is it, is it that I'm just making your product and selling it as, as my own? Or when we talk about counterfeiting, you know, the, the normal is you think about a counterfeit $100 bill and the work's being done to, to protect $100 bills. Mm-hmm. Is that really what we're talking about? Uh, that's a very, it's a very good question uh, because it touches on um, the definition of a counterfeit electronic component. And um, I think the best definition is that a counterfeit is a violation of intellectual property. What that means is that any, any person trying to sell you something that's not what's supposed to be is selling you a counterfeit component. So, for example, I can be copying you, copying your uh-huh. uh, uh, component and trying to pass it something else, or even a used part being sold as a new part is also considered a counterfeit component. So the definition is broader and um, encompasses uh, several activities in the industry that um, you know, m- might lead to a catastrophic event um, if component X is used instead of component Y. And even used parts. I mean, we, um, uh, we are seeing uh, with this rampant uh, increase of uh, electronic consumption, in, in, uh, especially in the United States, that a lot of electronic waste is being shipped overseas, and that waste is then um, reused or recycled. Components are pulled from, from those, uh, the boards that we don't want anymore. They're cleaned and then sold back to us as brand-new components. Now, right. if that component is to be used in your coffee maker, uh, the impact of an electronic component is fairly small. You might have right. a bad coffee maker. I think coffee maker is the example you used last week at, at your presentation, so I'm yes. borrowing your own example. <laughs> yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah, really... I always pay attention. <laughs> and, uh, uh-huh. However, if that, uh, you know, if that same component's used in a navigation system uh, of, uh, of the 737 that you're taking, uh, the, um, the, uh, the impact it can, be, uh, you know, can be much, uh, much more catastrophic. Yes, and uh, you're welcome to use that example anytime. <laughs> I, I really, I really, I do fly a lot, as you do and many others, and uh, I really don't care if the coffee pot fails, but I really do care if the navigation system or jet engine or uh, the altitude uh, sensors uh, don't work. Um, well, I won't go into in-depth discussion if the autopilot fails and it's because exactly. of a counterfeit part. I really am concerned. So, well, looking at this, I mean, counterfeit you can you can imagine is is a problem. I mean, you can understand it's a problem, and I guess part of this is, as I say in the opening of our show, that it's missiles and it's it's cars and it's trains and it's airplanes, but. Something that I don't think is fully recognized, that it's also that medical gear that a person relies on being functional in, at times when it just absolutely has to work. Absolutely. Unfortunately, uh, the, uh, this is a criminal enterprise, and as such, they have very little regard for uh, human life. They are after uh, their own, um, they are after maximizing their own profits. Uh, as a result, we've seen um, a lot of counterfeit components um, trying to get into medical devices 
uh, and um, automotive, I mean, EBS systems, uh, and... Um, Oh, the air, really, airbags. 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 I mean, there are a lot of vital systems out there that if people are not careful, if they don't follow the right procedures to inspect the parts that they come in, if they are not, um, if they're not connected to the right people and using the right standards, um, uh, they really, you know, companies that are really open themselves to, um, you know, potential catastrophic events. Yeah, we've done some research, and as I understand the research we've done, there's a hundred and roughly 140 million products in the world today made worldwide, and I'm not even going to start to guess at the number of components that comprise that 140 million products. And then looking at that, both at the um, the retail side and the industrial side. And again, you know, part of this show is all about helping people understand what we face. And mm-hmm. while we talk to a general audience, I continue to, to remind my staff that we are, in fact, talking to the buyers, the engineers. We're talking to people who actually are involved in industry one way or another. Mm-hmm. In the little bit of time we have left, tell me or tell our audience, if you will, share with us a little bit more about what it is that uh, Creative Electron is actually doing. What, what's, the, what's the secret out there that you're trying to, to do uh, without, without being too scientific? <laughs> yeah, so we're trying to raise awareness that counterfeit attack, the counterfeit components are um, a problem and that they have to be addressed uh, not only from companies making products, but also by government and lawmakers uh, so that we can pass more stringent laws uh, to address this problem and to make sure that it won't happen in a military and aerospace, a medical device, an automotive uh, application. Uh, and what we're doing also, we're developing the latest and greatest piece of uh, X-ray machinery to look inside those components and make sure that whatever goes in your um, pacemaker or um, a javelin missile is what it was supposed to be. So it's going to perform the way it's supposed to perform, and um, we can all sleep good at night. Now that's you know I, I do recognize and understand when you start dealing with literally tens of thousands of parts in a single day, or usage of tens of thousands of single parts in a single day in a manufacturing environment, you've got a, a tremendous task to try and ensure that what you're actually putting into that equipment is original, it's safe, it's not counterfeit. Correct. And figuring out how to do that uh, Folks like yourself, I mean, that's that's one of the assets that you and others in your industry are trying to bring to the table is how to do that in a cost-effective way and ensure that uh, to the best of our ability that we're looking at these millions of components that make up the products and, uh, and as an end result of that, actually provide a safer environment for all of us as human beings. Exactly. So our kids and grandkids can go trick-or-treating next week with uh, <laughs> peace of mind. Yeah, the, the, um, the sabers, the electronic sabers that they're making today are not uh, counterfeit with 
plastics. Just quickly, are you dealing with just the electronic or do you get into materials that would also work like the plastics that are part of a product? Yeah, we are focusing right now on the electronics, electronic okay. components part of it. Yeah. So my my capacitors, resistors, my ICs, uh, that's exactly. in, that's in your world. That's what we that's what we deal with every day. Outstanding. Well, we're uh, we're coming up on a break here, but before I let them go, do that to us. Um, any last comments or thoughts? Uh, counterfeit. Counterfeits, unfortunately, everywhere. Uh, so please um, pay attention to what your polit- politicians are saying about it. Uh, there's a lot of activity in Congress now that uh, they're back in business on <laughs> passing new regulations, new laws about it. So make that part of your portfolio of issues you talk to your Congress people every election cycle. Well, thank you very much, and hopefully they will stay at work for. A good, a good long time now and won't be uh, taking another break here on us. I hope not. Uh, Bill, thank you ever so much for sharing with us today. Uh, perhaps we'll get you back on the show and uh, we can talk about this a bit more in the future. Absolutely. It was great being here, Stan, as, uh, and uh, I look forward to next time. Okay. Have a great afternoon. You too. Okay, we're we're going to uh, take a bit of a break here. When we come back, I'm going to try and wrap all this together for us. Um, kind of give you some things to think about as uh, as citizens, as people, and how does this all actually work together? What are we doing, and how are we doing it, and how can you help us help you? How do we work together for our safety? We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. 
Secure Components is your international certified supplier of obsolete and hard-to-find products. Specializing in counterfeit mitigation, Secure Components is a qualified supplier for the Department of Defense, Aerospace, Military, and Avionics Industries. If you're a business in need of hard-to-find or obsolete components, please contact us by visiting our website, securecomponents.com, or call us at 484-222-5195. Again, 484-222-5195. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat at eccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat, S-A-L-O-T, at eccorp.org. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Slot Jr., and our show today, Keep Scary Chemicals and Counterfeit Materials Out of Your Halloween. Our sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management, an uh, organization that helps companies, helps manufacturers uh, put together systems that demonstrate their anti-counterfeit, hazardous substance-free processes and uh, manufacturing capabilities. You can find them at www.bqpm.com. We also are sponsored by Secure Components, an independent distributor supplying counterfeit-free mechanical and electronic uh, components and materials to the Department of Defense, uh, Aerospace, and uh, avionics industries. You can find them at www.securecomponents.com. Our organization is actually uh, part of the Hazardous Substance Free dot or Hazardous Substance Free Mark Alliance, and they can be found at, H, at www.hsf.us. That organization is uh, all about, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit more in a few minutes, but it's it's all about providing consumers and buyers, whether they're cons- uh, consumer, individual consumer or industry consumers, uh, a way of knowing that the products they're buying are, in fact, built to a hazardous substance-free or hazardous restriction uh, compliant with standards and government requirements. We also have the Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, which is all things counterfeit avoidance, the mitigation of counterfeit uh, materials and products, particularly focused at the moment in the electronics industry. Uh, Bill Cardoso, uh, Cardoso was just with us talking about what he's doing, and others have joined us in the past to talk about the mitigation of counterfeit. And that's particularly an issue with the military avionics and aerospace industries, but it really goes well beyond that. And all of this is, uh, comes together under the National Committee uh, for the Reliability and Quality of Electronic Components, which is managed under the uh, ECC Corporation. 
which is part of an international group. It's the U.S. voice for the International Electrotechnical Commission's Quality and Reliability Program, uh, Conformity Assessment Program. We talk every week about what can be done to work together for our safety. Uh, what, what can we do to actually make a difference in the world today, particularly in the U.S., but on a global basis? And what we're trying to accomplish, what I'm trying to accomplish with this is really to help folks understand that we have both the responsibility and the ability to change the way things work. I have personally uh, visited retailers uh, in various states throughout the United States as well as in other countries and routinely find that the retailers themselves spend a great deal of time and money trying to ensure that they're selling safe products. There's, as everybody well knows, a green movement going on, and there's a lot of advertisement of buy green, go green, be green. Unfortunately and fortunately, a lot of this ties directly back to recycling, uh, which is quite important. Uh, no, uh, no lack of reality there, but it is a combination of recycling. It's low power. And to a degree, it's toxic-free or counterfeit-free. Those things being the lesser of what people tend to think of as green. Uh, Everything from carbon emissions, how far did it come from? When you stop and think of any product that you're buying, if it's not coming from the next-door neighbor, it's coming from somewhere that required gas, oil, uh, energy to get it to you not just to make it. So part of it is always looking at the green from the standpoint of low low power consumption, uh, recyclability and that. But a bigger piece in my mind is those that are lead-free, cadmium-free, hexylvania chromate-free, and the other toxins that Nancy was talking about today. And on top of that, we then add the issues of counterfeit and how do you know that you're really getting what it is that you think you're buying we know that there's a world out there that believes that everything can be made by anybody and you just take it do a little reverse engineering and you go sell it as if it's yours or worse than that is when you start selling it as if it is theirs and in fact um what you're selling is somebody else's intellectual property. And it's not usually, it's not quite up to the same standard or up to the same uh, quality level. So what do we do about this? What can we do as individuals? One of the things that is becoming commonplace is for those purchasing products to really ask the seller if in fact they can promise or guarantee that what's being sold to them is counterfeit free or uh, hazardous substance free or and hazardous substance free. Something also to keep in mind and this is perhaps knowledge, common knowledge but maybe not 
we in the United States have a tremendous number of regulations. We have laws. We have products that are, in fact, banned from use in the U.S. Uh, some of the flame retardants that Nancy talked about, some of the phthalates that uh, she was talking about, and others that have been on my show have talked about. They're banned substances, and you really can't even buy them. If you try and buy it and it's banned, unless it's coming out of somebody's uh, past stock that just didn't get dealt with, you're not going to be able to get it. You can't import it because it's one of the things that does get stopped if it's been banned. But when you go overseas and you start producing products overseas, regardless of who the manufacturer or the company is that's doing it, if they're not careful, they could wind up with products being built without malicious intent, but nonetheless being built with hazardous substances that would otherwise be banned. For instance, lead paint. Uh, lead paint is one that not the, the U.S. is not the only country that bans lead in paint, but it's certainly uh, one of them that does, whereas others around the world are still using leaded paint because they don't have the regulations in place. Flame retardants, similarly, um, the other chemicals that are used uh, that do affect us as human beings uh, and our pets. So with that in mind, it's important to realize that a U.S. manufacturer with all good intentions can in fact be subject to a production run that has a material in it that wasn't supposed to be there. We have found by putting in place a process management program with certification and surveillance that we can actually help mitigate that. And this is what the counterfeit uh, avoidance and the hazardous substance free mark alliances are actually all about. They've put in place standards. Last week, if you were listening to the show, you would have heard Bruce Mahone from SAE talking about the standards he's been involved with, developed for counterfeit mitigation. The European Union has developed uh, many requirements on the restriction has the substance as well as the um, waste electric electronic equipment recycling and chemical uh, disclosures, the REACH program. These are all programs intended to improve what we're doing and how we're doing it. And with the USNC, the U.S. National Committee that we're part of, the ECC Corporation has been spearheading a number of programs to help international manufacturers demonstrate their compliance by putting in place programs that mitigate the the use of hazardous substance, the use of counterfeiting. They demonstrate this through a third-party certification and by use of the marks that we've created, the hazardous substance-free mark and the counterfeit avoidance mark, we as buyers would know that the product we're buying has a higher degree of safety, that they are, in fact, uh, manufactured by somebody that understands the requirements, that has taken the steps necessary to demonstrate that they are, in fact, doing the best they can or doing things the right way. 
My name is Stan Salat. I'm your host of People to People, working together for your safety. We are here every Tuesday on Voice America, the Variety Channel. Our goal is to help you understand what you can do to improve the way things are done worldwide, to make us make it a safer place for ourselves, our children, our friends, and those particular well, not particularly, but equally as important uh, when you get into the counterfeit world, those military men and women that serve us, that help protect us, it's our responsibility to protect them. I'm Stan Salat, signing off today. I thank you very much for listening and look forward to seeing you or hearing you or knowing that you've come back next week. Have a great week. Bye now. Thank you for listening. Please join host Stan Salat Jr. for next week's edition of People to People, Working for Your Safety. We'll have another show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a safe, toxic, and counterfeit-free week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.